What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast, Vitamins Plus. We take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. I know y'all been waiting. Baltimore City College, we got a guy here that graduated not too long ago with me, of course, 20 class of 2016. You feel me? We in the house. Woo woo. Yes, sir. I got my boy Tavon. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Tavon. Um, I'm a Baltimore producer. Go by Tayshia here. Um, and I just wanted to come on here and talk some sports. We talk, take vitamins every day. I'm trying to talk sports every day with my guy, Jimmy. So let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Tavon, you know, I wanted to get you on here. I promise you that I said, yo, I'm going to get you and I'm going to get Darius eventually on here. But I got you today, man. So I want to get right into March Madness. Like, how do you feel about what's going on in March Madness? You know, it comes around every year around March and it's a whole lot of madness. Let's get into that. Talk about it. Okay. So, you know, before we got on, you asked me what team, you know, am I looking at or what team interests me? And I had to think about it for a second. I know. The other day, I think it was yesterday, um, UNC, Tar Heels are pulling out some big games against tough opponents. So if there's any team I think that could probably win it all right at this moment, it would probably be them, uh, especially after what Caleb Love did uh, to UCLA. Mm. You know what's crazy, man? You cut me deep again. You're a Celtics fan. I'm a Lakers fan. <laughs> and now you just rubbing it in salt in the wound because I'm a Duke Blue Devils fan. Shout out to the Duke Blue fans, a Duke Blue Devil fans out there, man. Um, yeah, man, I like what I see from uh, UConn, you know, even though they're my rivals. Uh, they're doing some big things. I saw the shot that he shot the other day. Uh, he had uh, Coach uh, Williams in there and the crowd going crazy for real. You know, <laughs> shout out to Coach Roy. You know, he uh, retired, but he's still supporting his team. So definitely, Carolina is definitely a, a team out there. But there's this team called the Peacocks that's out here shaking up things, you know, beating top seeds too. they like the 15th seed, and I think they're like the first 15th seed in the wild to make it to the Elite Eight. So it's a, a wonderful thing, man. I'm seeing a lot of – you know what's crazy? I'm seeing a lot of top seed teams lose to low seed teams. It's not uncommon, but it's just the way that they're losing is just dramatically. Like top-tier guys like uh, Gonzaga and the guys they got, I, they said they got the number one guy, but he need to put on a few pounds lately. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, and let's be honest, Gonzaga, like, they always, you know – one of having one of the best records and stuff like that, but they never really do what they're supposed to do. Like I seen a tweet that's like that a uh, Utah Jazz, a college basketball. Like they might, they're always gonna have a good record, but they never really go, you know, peak when they need to. Well, yeah, I see. Like when they got a talented roster, people are like, "Yo, Gonzaga about to win it this year," and they don't win it. But when you don't pay attention to them, they just sneak up and win it. You be like, yo, where did Gonzaga come from? So I, I definitely see that, and that's a good comparison. I would say it's more so like um, I can't even compare an NBA team that has done something like that to sneak up, come out of nowhere, and win the championship. I mean, I would have to think yeah. of, it would have to be a mixture of like Milwaukee and a different team. So, but 
because nobody really thought Milwaukee was going to win it, even though a lot of guys got hurt in that series. That's true. I would say maybe like the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, um, I would, yeah, the Raptors. Yeah. yeah, the Raptors. Yeah, definitely because they were the Raptors was right. The that year. Right, because they were previously had the number one seed for I think for the past two seasons. LeBron put them out, or they, I think they lost to another team, and then they get a whole transition, and then they get Kawhi Leonard, and they like, all right. Just because y'all got Kawhi Leonard don't mean nothing. So it meant a lot. <laughs> yeah. So a lot. at the end it meant a lot, but at the moment it was like, okay, well, yeah, it's switching up things. Got rid of Demar Derozan, press player they had for a while, and then they won the championship. I know that gotta sucks for him, you know. But you know, sometimes you gotta separate yourself from different possibilities. So that's a definitely a good comparison. Um, Auburn lost. Everybody was like, Auburn this, Auburn that. Charles Barkley on TV talking about, I guarantee. Come on, bro. <laughs> you don't know by now that good guarantees ain't going nowhere. And yeah, got, that's just jinxing people to lose. <laughs> right. And they got a guy, I like the young rook they got. Um, I forgot his name. I think it's Jabari Smith, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's a good, uh, fra- I think he's a freshman forward. He's a good guy. I like him. You know what's crazy, Tate, Mom? I was arguing with somebody the other day. They was telling me about I can't the Gonzaga uh, freshman. His name right. his, his name escaped me right now. Um, uh, you talking about Chad Homer? I, I believe. Yeah, Chad Homer. Yeah. Yeah. They was like, I started. I know you heard some of the KD comparisons and all this and that. <laughs> so, what you think about him? People were saying, like, is he, like, the number one pick in the draft and things like that. I don't really see it personally, like, him being that that top, top guy, even though, I mean, he's not bad. I'm not saying that he's not bad, but I can't see him being more than, like, a good role player in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't see him being, like, a superstar type player. So, like, Bobo right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean... Don't get me started on Bobo. But, yeah, he can be that type of player, yeah, like a Bobo type player. Bobo, the thing about it is people I, – I like Bobo. I like Taco Fall. I do too, but it's like we never see him. So it's yeah. like there's nothing, there's nothing we can really see. It's like they kept him – Bobo should have went to a team where they could have fully used him. I think Miami, exactly. I think Miami should have kept him, if I'm not mistaken. I think they traded him to Denver – because Denver had all that talent. If I was a uh, NBA, you know, Denver was loaded. They yeah. really were. They were loaded. If I was an NBA executive, I'd have asked, "Hey, you know." And my team is on the downfall. We we still want to start over. I'm like, "Hey, what y'all want for Bobo? Because y'all ain't using him, and I ain't giving up no no first round pick." But yeah, I just see him chat. Uh, yeah, I just see him. They were like, "Yeah, he's supposed to be KD." But come on, yo, KD was the yeah, best. He's definitely. He's KD was KD. the best player in college. Yeah, like he's nowhere. Like that's disrespectful to Kevin Durant. Yeah, <laughs> they only say that because he's tall and skinny. Like that's the yeah. only reason they say that. I was uh, I be on YouTube watching Undisputed and stuff. I got into it with this uh, this fan on Undisputed. He was like, I because they was talking about yeah, you know, it's a race issue. If he was, he only talking down on him because he's a white guy. I'm like, nah, it's not it at all. I said, and it was like, if he was European or black, he would be a good player. No, first of all, if he was black, he still wouldn't be a good player because 
he only performs on a high level when they play against talent that's lesser than Gonzaga. Exactly. When they play high potential teams, he's nowhere to be found. Look at Imani Bates. We ain't seen him either. I think he's well, well, yeah, well, true. He's he's at Memphis. But Imani Bates is he's still raw, you feel me? Like he's not He he needs to be in college for at least two more years because this first yeah. year ain't cutting it and next year yeah. I don't know. And yeah, I think like I just think, and I previously talked about this in my podcast, and I'm going to let you go ahead and talk. Um, I talk about these one-and-dones. It's like, yo, it's hurting the league because the league got to wait for these guys to develop, and they got to show potential, and it's taking rather so too long for my liking. And the players talk about, yeah, you know, I look up to Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, well, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Well, these guys stayed in college for at least two years. Right. Maybe you should and stay- that's, Yeah, go ahead. And that's, yeah, that argument is as old as, you know, that's been around forever saying, like, I think I don't have a problem with what it does. Honestly, I kind of preferred if they would allow uh, – kids to uh, just go right out of high school. But the caveat is there has to be some sort of like requirement or restriction. Like it has to be uh, delegated or regulated in some way because not everybody is meant to be a one and done. Like I agree with you. Like not everybody is meant for that. Like some people need to stay in college for years. And we've seen guys like that. People like, uh, what's the guy on the Raptors who I really like? Fred Van Lee. He was in college forever, like, and he, and he's because of that, he's he became into the league as a really polished uh, basketball yeah, player. Yeah, you, you see it because you develop in skills. You have time to work on certain things you're not used to, certain things you are used to. So that college experience plays a part. Now, if you, if if they have the requirements, but, I, but, to, but at the same time, I don't feel like everybody should be required for that, though. Like. Cause some guys are ready. You feel me? Like yeah, I'm saying for the I'm saying for the guys that are ready. But yeah. but then somebody might say, well, how do you know when you're ready? Well, you know when you're ready when your name doesn't fall off and they don't have different things. The only thing they don't say will say is, I don't know if he's NBA ready just yet. But the kid has talent. Your talent speaks volume. And from the looks of it, the only guy I see right now who talent speaks volume. But he still has some tools to shape up. Is the uh, Pablo from Duke? Right. His uh, his low post game is excellent. His footwork is decent. He just got to work on his certain certain tweaks. He got to do better on on ball defense. I watched the uh, game when they played against Texas Tech. Of course, you know Duke is my team. Right. Um, there was a few plays he gave up. I felt as though if he'd have stopped it, Duke would have been up by at least about uh, ten points in the game. But, um, yeah, there are certain guys you know that are ready, and then there are certain guys you know that aren't ready. And other than Pablo and I want to say – I think Jabari's going to stay from Auburn. I think he's going to stay. But other than those two guys, them other guys, yeah, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. And there's – and you know what's crazy? There are guys that are were in their class that are outperforming them on certain teams if you pay attention yeah. to it. So I think 
high school, I want to hold that thought on high school. But other than the other requirements than that, yeah, one and done. If you feel as though you're ready, go ahead. But be prepared for the backlash when you're not ready. So it's all it's yeah, it's your decision. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's because at the end of the day, the NBA, you know, to these guys, it's like it's a job opportunity. So, because what if you stay in college, you get hurt, and now, you know, your future is ruined. So I understand it. Yeah, like, definitely. if, if you giving me an opportunity to go to the NBA, I'm gonna go ready or not ready. I'll figure it out. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. That's that's what any professionally anybody's gonna do. Right. Yeah, I would go in a heartbeat, man. So I want to switch the dynamic of the conversation and talk about um, the last ride of Coach K. We're going to come right back to uh, the NBA, but we're going to go back to Coach K. Coach K, this guy, man, he started out at Duke, man. He changed the franchise around. It was always a good franchise. I mean, a collegiate school. Man, I'm I'm really going to miss him. You know, I was – I saw the 2015 – where they won the championship. That's the last time Duke won the uh the big right. dance. Um they had Grayson Allen, Jaleel Okafor. I think Jabari Parker was on that squad too. So it was a decent squad. When I look at the team that he has now, I kind of see a little resemblance to that team. And I'm just proud of the legacy that he'll leave behind. I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna keep winning. Um Duke will always be Coach K's home. How do you feel about Coach K last ride? Or well, potential last ride? Um well, yeah, I, I've seen a couple of his interviews he did over the past year or so saying, you know, I think it was the one on J.J. Reddick's podcast. He was like, yeah, you know, this is it for me. Like, I'm, it, it was really mostly he was saying, like, the corona stuff, all that stuff kind of was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. So um, it's crazy because we all know, like, people go to Duke just because of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Duke is a, you know, historic you know, uh, program, but that's mostly due to his legacy, his name. So it's going to be interesting to see if Duke can still pull in the talent they were pulling in without him, his staff, without him being there. So that's going to be interesting for me to see. Yeah, that's like if Nick Saban retired right now, people might exactly. lose their mind because they brought so much to their organizations that it or Belichick. And uh, for football, it's like they brought so much to the game that how can we see the game without them? So that yeah, that's a, that's a good good um, evaluation. And, and then LeBron, I feel like a while ago, LeBron was saying he wanted his son to go to Duke to be under Coach K. Well, is LeBron still going to feel that way? Like, is he still going to send Bronny to Duke even right. though Coach K is not there? It's like, does, does Duke still have the pull? That it once had, so we I, I think they'll still have the pull. I think Coach K will be around, but not really around. Like, how, like kind of how Kobe was for the Lakers after he retired. You know, be that guy to be like, hey man, because it's gonna be hard for him to do it because he's done it for so long. It's gonna right. be kind of hard for him to just leave. But yeah, we go. I want to switch it right back to the NBA because you know we was talking off of. Off podcast, we was talking about your Boston Celtics, and I'm a Lakers fan, so I don't like the Celtics. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the resurgence of the Boston Celtics. How? What do you see that's changed for the Boston Celtics? So, uh, you know, everybody knows we didn't start the season off too great. People were talking about are they going to trade one of the Jays and this and that. 
people kind of going, uh, you know, losing their minds over it. But really, the biggest change of our team was the trades that we made, mm-hmm. moving, getting rid of Dennis Dennis Schroeder, um, putting Marcus Smart at the point guard, getting rid of Jason Richardson, all those guys, placing them with Derek Wright, Daniel Tice, and and really just a lot of it was just us, our team getting healthy because we would have nights where we didn't have one of the Jays or we didn't have Robert Williams and stuff like that. So those are the two main factors that have sort of changed our whole team was reshaping the starting five and everybody being healthy, you know. So And you see what a healthy Celtics team can do. We've been the hottest, probably the best team since All-Star break, a little before the All-Star break. So yeah, I, I like us over anybody right now. I ain't going to lie. Y'all like, y'all, y'all like yourselves over anybody, man? So I'm gonna I'm, I'm throw some, some te- really good teams, but yeah. I like us. I I'm, like us. I like us. I'm gonna throw some teams out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what you think. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee is gonna be a struggle. That's the, that them and Miami are the two teams where I'm like we. Those are the only two teams I feel like in the playoffs we should lose to. Mm. I, I, any other team in the East, we shouldn't lose a series against those teams. But Miami and Milwaukee is. Better now because they got Brook Lopez back. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Holiday is playing amazing. So Milwaukee is tough. And Miami. Even though Jimmy Butler apparently wants to fight Spolstra. So I don't know what's going on in Miami, but Milwaukee yeah. for sure. Yeah. I honestly like, before the season started, I like Milwaukee to repeat. Mm-hmm. So I could see that probably happen if we don't beat them. I okay. see them so what about Cavaliers? Um, I could care less about the Cavs. The Cavs are really good, but they they don't. They're not one of the top teams in the East, in my opinion. Nets. They're just like a good team. Brooklyn Nets. Um, Brooklyn. They really. If I, you want me to be honest, they really only have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like that is mm. like they just don't seem like a complete basketball team to me. Like. Kevin Durant and Kyrie have to score 30-plus in order for them to even win a playoff series at this mm. point. Steph Curry not there, though. Seth? Yeah, Seth. I mean, Seth is good, but he's not He's not going to get them over the home. What are they, like, 7th seed right now, 8th seed or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, they, when the playoffs come, first of all, they have to win the playing games and figure out what seed they're going to be. Hmm. Depending on if they could, they could play us, they could play the 76ers, they could play Miami. I don't like them in any series against any of those teams in the first round, honestly. True, true, true. Okay, what about what's another team that's in the Eastern Conference? See, I don't like the Eastern Conference. Y'all, y'all division is so easy. It's like the first, like the first this, five teams, and that's it. Everybody else yeah, is. Yeah, like, like the East is really just the top five, and then everything else is like, eh. Um, Chicago. See, so, yeah, honestly, like, early on in the season, probably midway through the season, even before the season started, I was like, hmm, Chicago could be pretty good. And not saying that they're not good, because they are. Mm-hmm. They've been having, you know, injuries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people on Twitter bring up the fact that they don't win games against the top five teams in the East, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. they pretty much beaten up. For all the weaker teams in the East, like, not saying that they're not good, but they haven't really proved 
that they can consistently beat the best teams in the league. I see. What about um one more? We're gonna do two more teams. Uh, what about what's another team? Mm. Oh, Philly. Philly. Uh, so Philly is is a scary team. If I'm gonna be honest, Philly is a scary team. Even though me and my friends we joke on them a lot because Joel Embiid and James Harden shoot 100 free throws a game. So it's like. Yes, they have James Harden, and they have probably the MVP and Joel Embiid. So it's going to be hard for any team to beat them coming mm-hmm. out of the East in the playoffs. It all, the, it really, in my opinion, it depends on how well James Harden plays because we know when the playoffs come, he don't get the same calls and he don't make the same shots he make during the regular season. So if James Harden is not what he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Then it's it's a wrap for them. Mm, barbecue but chicken. If, yeah, but if but if him and B really are unstoppable like they should be, mm-hmm. then they'll probably make it out the East. Honestly, uh-huh. and, I mean that that in Milwaukee would be a good series. I'm not sure who I would take in that. If if James Harden is playing good, mm. if Drew Holiday locking him up, I like I like Milwaukee. True, true, true that, true that, true that. Uh, one more team. Um, what's another team that's in the East? See, man, I, I get a headache thinking about the East. Uh, I can't think of a team. What's it? I mean, we could go to the West. The West? No, no, no. We, yeah. we, no, no I want to ask you a question. We, can I ask you a question? Yeah, you can ask me a question. <laughs> a couple, a couple, a couple, uh, this past couple of days, people have been saying, why isn't Devin Booker higher? In the MVP race, as mm. people feel like he should be. Oh, here nah, we go. I'm, not one of, I'm not one of those people. I don't think he's in. He should be high. I'm glad. But see. I understand why people are saying it, though. I understand why. See, see, see. You know what? See, now you want me to bail one of my podcasts I was going to talk about, but it's cool. I like that. <laughs> I like that. See, the reason why Devin Booker isn't in the MVP conversation is because a lot of people forget how valuable Chris Paul is to exactly team. every exactly. team Chris Paul went to, he leads them to the playoffs. He's he was never mentioned last year in the MVP conversation until the very end. The same right. time Devin Booker is being mentioned is the very end. De- exactly. Devin Booker's numbers are going up, yes, because there's no Chris Paul. So Chris Paul takes a a chunk of those points that Devin Booker be having, even though he's averaging probably around twenty six points a game. Right. Chris Paul provides defense and sustainability to the team. If anybody should get in the MVP conversation, it should be Chris Paul. He should actually should have won MVP last year. I don't we, know about all that, but I agree he, with he you. Should. <laughs> he should because it's, it's most valuable player. Before Chris Paul got there, the Suns wasn't making it to the playoffs. That's a fact. That's, that's, not, that's mentioned, a fact. not to mention – they weren't winning as many games as what as they were when Chris Paul was. Hell, when Chris Paul is there now, they're up like what? I hope like ten, nine, ten games. Yeah, everywhere Chris Paul goes, at least during the regular season, he leads to winning. Like yeah. they're going to win a lot of games. So I agree with you, Chris Paul. Chris Paul, you know. Technically, would be the guy, not necessarily like the most obviously not the leading scorer, mm-hmm. but he's what makes that team, you know, run high, high it does. Right. It's not the most. It's it's the MVP should be most valuable player. 
Like if we don't have that player, we don't win. It's not right, the most. Exactly. It's not uh, the MPP, the most popular player, <laughs> the son. But um, yeah, that's a great question, man. And it brings me back to an even more important question. This is off topic, but. You know, you talked about a little bit about, you know, you being the producer. Can you touch bases on that a little bit before we wrap up? Uh, sure. I mean, what, what, as far as, as far as what? Like, what inspired you to become a producer? What, what, what in music inspired you, inspired you? Well, yeah. So I, I always, obviously, you know, enjoy music, love music. Um, so when I really started to like get into it, it was like it was like um it was like finding a new love like when you first maybe watched a football game or when the ravens first won the super bowl mm-hmm. you have that feeling like dang like that's really incredible like so when i first started making beats and things like that i was like i had a lot of fun doing it mm-hmm. um and then i started you know going back to going back and listening to my favorite songs growing up as a kid and you started you start hearing things differently you start hearing things from you know a creative standpoint so it's like oh i can do that or i can do this mm. i just started messing around um and i found out that that's really what i enjoy doing so i just kept doing it i said well this is what i want to this is like something i could do you know for the rest of my life as like a career or something like this isn't just like a hobby or something i do on the side like i would like to do this full time especially you know looking at what I enjoyed as a kid, you know, artists I enjoyed as a kid, like Kanye, Dr. Dre, people like that. It's like, oh yeah, I could, you know, I could be like that. So that's pretty much how I got into it. Mm. You know what's crazy? You've been listening to music all your life and you remember in high school, we discovered talent at our table. You know, yes, people forget we used to be in the in the in uh the table. You know, we yeah. had a secluded table. table, yeah, lunch table where we discovered everybody was a rapper. You know, Logan, Kai, <laughs> Marquise, Asher yeah, that, was on the was, beat, Salim yeah, on the beat. Big, yeah, that was a big part of it too. Salim uh, helped me a lot, and and Kai, um, you know, rapping. It was like, well, shoot, I make beats now, and you rap, so. Let's put it together. So yeah, that's that's definitely how yeah, how, how it came to be. Missed the good old days, man. <laughs> At the lunch table for the sure. Lunch table for sure, man. Man, I gotta bring you back on here, man, because we talked, we rambled a little bit about. I mean, we rambled so much about uh, sports, man. We forgot about all about the music, man. So I, I gotta bring you back on here, man. For sure. Yeah, man. I, I definitely appreciate you coming on here, man. The, you know, derailing your knowledge to the game of sports and a little bit about what you do in the music industry. So, you know, keep your eye out there, man. It might, it might be some people, familiar faces you might see in a couple of days that might, hey, hey, man, I heard you're a producer. So, hey, man, you might get some new followers. Already. Hey, man. Already. I, I definitely appreciate you coming on here, man. Stay on, you know, stay tuned. Hold on for a second. Hey, um, I want to thank family, friends, and God above, man, for tuning in. I appreciate my guy coming on here. And we talk about vitamins every day, and we talk about sports every day. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr. See you.